1: Too and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm Ah, oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a
0: NFL in In and Dame. Damn a
1: Hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. What's going down? Welcome to episode number two of the Dave Damashek football program. And number two, I guess Cam Newton, that's the best number two in the history of football. That's pretty bad. So I guess the show is dedicated to him or Jimmy Clausen, Or I guess we could just go David Akers. I guess Jeter. Derek Jeter in sports history is the best number two or maybe moses malone let's ask our pal the man who just is uh, has just been hired congratulations on being maria shriver's new housekeeper adam rank what's going down Rank? thanks dave hey, read know- ranks work on nfl.com there's something i want to get into you uh, get into with you in just a second here how are we rank
2: great and uh, i know you'd believe that the nfl didn't start before you know it started in 1958 but there was a guy named charlie trippy who wore number two for the chicago cardinals and don't care. He was, he was a part of their nineteen forty seven championship team.
1: I certainly don't care about anything that happened before nineteen fifty <laughs> in the NFL. It's irrelevant. No, no disrespect to the uh trippy estate, <laughs> but I really don't care. Hey, so let's say hello also to uh to our pal, the insider, the mole. Commission <laughs> mole, necktie Milner, the producer. What's going down, Necktie? God,
3: I went from producer Dylan to now I'm the I'm necktie and I'm the mole. God. Yeah, you're a suit. You're Thank a corporate you. suit. How are we, Milner? Well, I- I've been better after that introduction, but otherwise I'm fine, Dave. Hey, um, listen,
1: I want to fire since we just uh, since I just mentioned uh, Commissioner Goodell. I hate to start off on a sour note, but I, I, I just want to fire a shot across the bow of the NFL. I have said several times already, a few episodes into the show now. Um, I've said that we will not be talking about the lockout, and I intend to abide by that because I don't understand the vagaries of big business. I don't understand macroeconomics. But listen, there's a lot going on in the world of sports. I don't know if you've noticed it, Kamish Dell and everybody else. If there's not any football going on, if we're not getting ready for a football season, hey— this spring happens to be chock full of, uh, of very entertaining postseasons in uh, in the NHL and the NBA. I personally have been enjoying NHL puck Stanley Cup playoffs. Hard to argue with uh, with the greatness of uh, of that two month stretch every spring. But how about the NBA playoffs? I feel although my heart does go out to Seattle sports fans. Can you imagine watching? Yeah, actually I can.
2: I actually can't imagine <laughs> exactly right. what. That's L.A. Rams
1: through. fan. That's right. Yes. I forgot. Yes, you can relate to that.
2: Not re I mean, but but it, it didn't happen
1: <laughs> wait, wait. that quickly. The Rams. The Rams didn't leave. First of all, they didn't leave LA. They left Anaheim. They left Orange County, a which completely is where different... I'm from, so it's even worse. Right. All right. Well, I mean, I've, but so you actually benefited from Los Angeles County's loss absolutely. when you got the oh, absolutely the Anaheim Rams. But when they then became the St. Louis Rams, it was another what ten years? Not ten years, but eight years. That's five. Oh, was that quick? Yeah, not that big of, so, not that but big a difference. But
3: left. They were shady, man. The new owner. Well, they already had in. Kevin
2: Durant. Wait, that was shady. And yes. what Georgia did. Yes, Georgia pulling the major league was not shady. Shadier, at all. shadier. Did so, they trade? Did Seattle trade? Well, I guess they did. They traded Ray Allen, kind of like the Rams traded Dickerson. Well, and, oh, and, the parallels. And, this is and ooh. there's Kevin.
1: You know, they had Kevin Durant in the fold. You oh. knew that he was probably going to be good, but He's you our immediately. Kurt Warner. He'd be our Kurt Warner. I don't know if that's a perfect comparison, but all right. Kevin Durant, and now imagine <laughs> watching Russell Westbrook and this team that if they don't get past the Mavs this year, they're likely. I imagine the NBA has their fingers crossed against OKC making their run this year, because they're going to be a dynasty one way or the other in all likelihood. And as long as the NBA can stave off having the best team in the league playing in the state of Oklahoma, the better for, for ratings. <laughs> but imagine being in Seattle and watching this dynamite oh. team and just knowing that team is is stocked and ready to go for yeah, the I'm next gonna imagine several that. years. I'm hey, going to wonder what that's on. At I, least they have the Seahawks to fall back on, right? Well, I've said it before. I'll say it again. That, that city may be the, the most difficult to be a sports fan. In that's uh, something to work on. We'll, we'll have to right. figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, obviously, Ooh. pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, good news for them winning the uh, lottery, but that's not going to make them great Philly. anytime soon.
3: Philly, it's just a heart- they're heartbreaking. They're heartbreaking. The Phillies just won recently. Yeah. I'm not talking ago? baseball. I'm no. not talking baseball. No, here. that's here a
1: fair point. I'm not talking baseball. If it weren't for the Phillies,
2: outside of the sports they win in, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but no, I hear I hear what uh, neckties talking about over there because if it weren't for the Phillies winning that one, they are there is that debate of. Would you rather just be the Cubs and be out right. of it by the end of uh, by the time you get to Memorial Day, or would you rather be prior to 2004 a Red Sox fan and go or, through the heartbreak, get into October, and then lose in the most heartbreaking? How hard fashion was it to be
3: done. the Eagles fan when Donovan McNabb kept going to the it, hold NFC hold championship, it, championship game? are
1: always good, but can never get over the hump. Yeah. The Sixers the Red, have had yeah. a lot of great
3: teams. Right?
2: The Red Sox got too much credit for the heartbreak because in '86, what they did to the Angels. Was as horrific as what Bill Buckner did, but the Red Sox get all the press. The Angels had just as bad of a history, and especially for a guy who's they have you know, not late 30s. the, the well, halos did yeah, not no have way. as it, bad a history. Wait, no, because if you if you're one of these guys who's like this didn't exist before 1958, then you got to say that like in the lifetime, my lifetime, like I've got to say I'm pretty close in age to your buddy the sports guy. So for our for us to go through, we went through the same things. Red Sox, Angels. Except for the Angels, it was worse because we could never get to the World Series. All
1: right, just because they took Mike Witt out and put Donnie Moore in one time does not equal the suffering that Red Sox fans and have it's always through for on decades. TV.
2: I was, I saw, we had MLB Network. Listen,
1: the next one, I'm telling you, <laughs> that's another shot across the bow. The next one, the buttocks.
3: I don't. I, listen. Can I give us credit for talking four major sports in the first 10 minutes of the show? That's pretty good. May I proceed, necktie? Here's what I wanted to say.
1: On the other side of things, an entertaining series is afoot with the, uh, with the Bulls and the Heats. And LeBron makes me think as I watch that. I picked the Heats. I said, uh, I said last summer, as soon as that happened, they will go to the finals. And, uh, and, they, and people say, oh, they're the, but there are only three guys. Here's the thing. With uh, uh, the, As we talk about lockout and everything, I un- only understand it in the broadest of terms, lockout, strike. What it is, it's the man against the working class. I understand that NBA players and NFL players, professional athletes in general, are making heaps and heaps of loot. So obviously, it's offensive when Rashard Mendenhall and other guys talk, and Larry Johnson back in the day when they talk when they when they compare themselves to slaves. Obviously, that's pretty laughable stuff when, when that sort of thing happens. That being said, I understand the spirit of what they're talking about. And LeBron, I think the real shame for him is, and for the Miami Heat's is. That they could have handled this when the decision went down they are he's so vilified and understandably because of the way he handled it he deserves and so do so does the team deserve to be despised but if they would have spun it a little bit differently if they would have had the right people in their ear instead of Maverick Carter they could have really been heroes to the working man because they would have said listen we're bucking the man we're not going to let the man make decisions for us we're not going to let the man decide where we play our ball we've gone we we've we've jumped right over him we've gotten together we the working class have unionized and formed this mighty trio we don't need GMs and executives and billionaires making our decisions. We're going to do it. We're just merely millionaires making our decisions. Bosch, Wade, LeBron, strike a blow for the bourgeoisie! Down with the proletariat. Don't you see the America, especially during these economic times in the haves and have nots. You could have rallied the nation around this. Look what they've done people. Look what they've done working class America. The man has, they they've transcended the man. They've they've gotten together and they've told the man how it's going to be, not the other way around.
2: Do you see what I'm saying? Dylan, I'll I'll take this one. What? <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean, what? <laughs> so that, so that, that absolutely I could be the case. Now, if the they wouldn't have
3: gotten to Miami, down. that also would have These hell. three guys are <laughs> rallying around, getting the people behind them.
2: Yeah, that's what that happens. Way. The hammer and sickle. <laughs> <laughs> the thing you're forgetting is LeBron was walking away from his hometown. Now They could have done this. But the true working class Cleveland, city. Cleveland, for Cleveland, that was like their entire team moving because he was there time. I team.
1: agree that there is I think that it this sounds like hyperbole that the that that the most uh that, that the the most tragic departure for a fan base in the history of sport of anything, literally. I think the anything. the, the heart, I mean aside from an entire team leaving. Um Yes, no, I'll, I'll,
2: you're, I'll give the Cavs fan that was worse than the Rams. Your your hometown, <laughs>
3: Georgia, didn't call a press conference and in an interview with Jim Gray. Yeah, when your
2: hometown hero,
1: or at least the from the from the basic region, when he departs the state, that lousy state to the to the left of uh, the Keystone State, when he when he ditches that state and leaves it behind, yes, that's horrific. But there was even a way to handle that. A little bit more gently. It was as though he was thumbing his nose, you know, taking my talents to South Beach, that whole thing. Obviously, he was basically saying, I'm leaving behind, uh, you know, uh, gray skies and I'm going to South Beach. That was obnoxious again. And also, Miami as a destination maybe undermines my whole uh striking a blow for the bourgeoisie kind of thing. If they would have gone to, I don't know, anywhere else – but but Miami is is I, I can understand in that along with Hollywood are are loathsome places to Middle America probably or, or to the Rust but,
2: Belt. You think losing <laughs> losing jobs? You think that? I think you're missing my Rust
1: larger belt. point. And, and we apparently and, are. And, and, and point number are. two is I really just wanted uh, an excuse <laughs> to say bourgeoisie. <laughs> I love to say it. So um, anyhow, uh, by the way, wanted to to make mention of the fact that the show is now available on uh, iTunes and uh, make sure. You know, look that up, Dave Damashek Football Program. Subscribe, won't you? And uh, also hit me up on uh, on the Twitter, at Damashek And you can also hit up uh, my main man, Rank, here. What is it? At Adam Rank, That's right? That's correct. Yeah. So mine's a little more entertaining. But listen, you know what? Go all in. May as well, while you're on the Twitter, sign up for Rank. Um, something that Rank, you were talking about, I think inspired for the same reason that I was, the passing of Harmon Killebrew. Mm-hmm. And I contend that maybe... It might be, Harmon Killebrew might be the baddest sports name in the history of sport. Harmon
3: Killebrew. The toughest. Not right. the baddest. Toughest.
2: The toughest. Yeah, that's. I mean, are splitting clear. hairs, necktie. Thank necktie. You. Anyway, Sorry. So here, here comes another memo from 280 Park.
1: <laughs> what is that? That's home office? That's yeah, NFL that's, home uh, office?
2: For those of those not initiated, yes. 280 Park is our league office in New York. Uh, I haven't
1: received any notes. <laughs> you're <laughs> off the grid. That's a wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. You're, you're off the grid. I'm the expert. As I one. like it, I'm the I'm the one they can talk to. <laughs> <I do. laughs> what have they been saying to you? Well, I. Who's contacted day. you, the commissioner? I think somebody associated with the commissioner. And who's that? I
1: don't have really. you actually gotten uh, any memos? I may have.
3: Yes, actually a couple. This week's in big bold letters say, "Watch the Top 100 Show Rank." Yeah,
2: there was there was that. Yeah, I wonder who's tipping them off. It's not me. Type. Don't look like, over I, here. You know, I think there was a reference to, uh, hey, uh, you know, don't talk about Peyton Manning anymore. That's our that's our guy. wait a second.
1: So people from the home office, the, the headquarters of the NFL, yes, are contacting you to, to critique contact. negatively, it sounds like, your performance or our performance.
2: A little bit. They don't I don't think they appreciate us explaining the truth about Peyton Manning. That's well, I don't appreciate
1: sense. I don't appreciate this top one hundred list that they've uh, that they've thrown at us so far. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, me and Rank we're going to be uh, kibitzing about that. Milner, it's going to be
3: uh, our first official bonus podcast, yeah. right? Uh, Sunday night after the top one hundred show, kind of a, uh, a companion podcast, as you uh, if you will, to the top one hundred reaction show. Ooh. Sunday Wait. night, look for
2: it. Ooh, we'll lie, and lie and lie I Wait, look forward. We're going to work that. Sunday night now.
1: So be it. I don't care if it's a, if, if if it's uh, it's a righteous cause denouncing this top one hundred list. Cockamamie so far, is in my opinion. And you know where this thing's headed. Peyton Manning's going to be number one. Yep. It's going to be a lot of disrespect. I think that's
2: why they're upset that, with you. Yes,
1: but they, they wait,
2: wait, not with you, obviously. Well, but maybe like
1: uh, necktie says, I'm have off you heard the from, grid.
3: Have you heard from the Manning family yet?
1: Not yet. <laughs> well, before we get into before we get into that though, real quick, like we were talking about, Harmon Killebrew. Awesome name. It's got harm, it's got murder, and it's got beer in it. I mean, that's that's about as as uh, uh, tough a uh, uh, trio as you can possibly get. But then rank, I saw that you had on NFL.com your pick six, uh, well received. Um, you put out your toughest names. Is that how you
2: call it, toughest names? Toughest names. Toughest
1: names in NFL history.
2: And we didn't use nicknames or anything, but like you know, your your God given name. Who was your number one? Steve Stonebreaker.
1: Eh. Pretty good. Pretty good. I thought you I let you left off. Some, pretty good. Some pretty. That's a great Can one. Can you break this. stones?
2: Well, let, I here, Stonebreaker. How, let me get into it. Let me let me tell what, you What do you think Stonebreaker's is going to do if he's not playing football? I
1: I love the name. I Harman I think it's Trace. great. Although Steve ain't exactly roughneck.
2: Steve is better cuz he had a son who played. He had Mike Michael Stone. Stein. Yeah, yeah, I remember it from another name. Yeah, I thought Steve sounded better. I think Mike's a little tough. I think Mike's Mike a little,
1: Yeah, I like that one. Well, I was thinking the one are uh, one that you listed that I think is terribly overrated not terribly overrated, but Max Strong, the fullback. Max Strong, to me, it tries a little too hard. <laughs> It just—it's a little on the nose for me. It's something that you would call, you know. if You—I I think I had a GI Joe figurine when I was growing up, named Max Strong, or it's like a good porno name, you know. It tries to. It's—it's it's like, like—it's like—it's it's like the Girl Scout. I'm gonna get a memo for that. It's—it's it's too cloying. It's like the the Samoa cookie of the Girl Scout cookies. Everybody oh, Samoa is the best cookie, yeah, because it's got everything in it. How bad? I mean, it's got you're just stuffing everything. In it, Max Strong
3: So you don't like a Samoa cookie.
1: It tastes fine, but it's hard. But it, it like I say, too hard. It, it's it's making oh. too much effort. It's, so it, you're it's, saying
2: that the strong. Family... The correct
1: answer to that question, by the way, is the Thin Mint. I've gone over this extensively in the past. The Thin Mint is is definitely the best of uh, the Girl Scout cookies. But let's not get sidetracked. Yeah, that's overrated. Mac's I think strong. a little bit underrated. You never hear, and you didn't list it. Rank is uh, Sam Huff. That's a pretty good one, Sam Huff. Huff's good. 70. Wearing that number 70 across his
2: chest. That's sounds like, good. But does it also sound like a guy who's wheezing? Like, I imagine <laughs> that Peter King huffs a lot as he's walking to the press box or something.
3: Oh. I don't, that, I, oh I don't understand that, shot. <laughs> that was pretty below the belt for no reason. <laughs> um, you, do you know me? I do. I do. I should come to expect this, but every day I get surprised.
1: I also like, I also like Mel Blunt. Mel
3: pretty good
2: i that's like a that great one. one that's a great one blunt uh you didn't mention chuck bednarek wait hold on bednarek and i thought about this it's tough because we know the guy because yeah. bednarek made it tough. i think that is but, part of it whether but you But it's but uh but on its own when he was you know as a baby in his crib it wasn't like bednarek was a tough name he made it tough
1: i disagree Bednarik.
2: Well, saying that's the way well you said anything's
3: tough what about charles bednarick Dylan Milner. I tried to say Aww. it tough like
1: that. <laughs> say it doesn't work. Aww. You know, if you break the words down, it's the same thing as, as Harmon Killebrew. Like I say, harm, kill, brew, awesome, makes a statement about one of the great sluggers in baseball history. It's fitting. a same way, Damashek has Dame and she in it. Also fitting, perhaps.
2: But all <laughs> well, right, kill a brew. It's it's also a good euphemism for an appropriate action on a Saturday. I'm going to go kill this brew. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: what about Deacon Jones and Merlin Olson? I mean, at least as a duo, that has to those two uh, uh, in but tandem. But Deacon's a nickname. It is. Yeah,
2: it's David Jones.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I never knew that that was a nickname. All right, so I guess we'll strike it. But it is pretty good. <laughs> great. What, what about Merlin?
2: Merlin's
3: great. Sounds like a magician.
2: Not, I mean, we've
1: gotten because we grew up around Merlin Olson, and he was father, whatever he was, Father Murphy, Father Murphy, and and he's a was seemed like a pleasant fella and everything. But Merlin, I want I, listen, I want you when when one of you two makes a a boy makes a makes a uh, a masculine child, I want you to <laughs> to uh, name him Merlin because that's pretty good. Mer, he's he's magic. That's wonderful. Mer, Merlin
3: me. Milner. Yeah, that doesn't. That work.
1: doesn't really. All right, it's on you, off. Um, Merlin Rank. Talk about a great Merlin. name that doesn't suit the 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 way that to, to watch the guy play. But one that you left off there, and a lot of people I noticed in your <laughs> comments section mentioned really? this did one. They, did
2: they bring this up at all? Webster
1: Slaughter. How can yeah, you beat that? Uh, I mean, you know, there was Enos Slaughter of, uh, of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals many I did
2: err. I, I, did, I did think of Webster Slaughter. I didn't think to put him in also consider, but he was a receiver, and I think— I, I know. Well, of...
1: he wasn't a rugged guy, but yes,
2: Webster So you're saying Sla- the
3: position has to do with the name. Listen— No, is that you're
1: what you're
2: all telling the place, what's right? wrong with Slaughter.
3: If he was a lineman, he'd what be on the do? list. What? Have you gotten
2: a guest for us? Don't question me. All right, all
1: right. Now, now it's time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unveil for you what I think are the top three. All right. And so, Milner, if you please, I'm gonna need, uh, I'm gonna need a little bit of uh, drum roll here. At number three, Fred Smurless. <laughs> Fred Smurless. That's just tough. And maybe I'm associating him with, uh, with being, you know, on the nose there, you know, being right up at the, you know, on top of the center there, but Fred Smurls, that's that's pretty tough. That's down and dirty. And number 2, the second greatest name, the second toughest name in NFL history, DeBrickishaw Ferguson. Congratulations, DeBrickishaw, and Ferguson by itself, Joe Ferguson even, the uh, the great uh, Bills QB mm-hmm. was uh, is pretty tough on its own, but DeBrickishaw Ferguson you can't be any better. That's uh, that's uh, necktie Milner's middle name, by the way. A little piece of trivia for you there. Um, and uh, are we ready for the number one? Why are you laughing then? at that? <laughs> how do you like? Why, why? How can? by the way, Rank, how could you fail to put the Brickishaw Ferguson on your list?
2: It's trying too hard. Trying too hard? It's, the the, Bra- the Ferguson family was trying too hard right off the gate. I've just well, gone there's over There's nothing
3: that. wrong with that name.
2: How is how does DeBrickishaw Ferguson try too hard? No, you just try, you put brick in there. I don't. Right. I'm not buying it. All right, you, so, can't, you can't. You know, curry favor with me by doing this.
1: All right, I'm gonna go then. I'm gonna jump then right to the number one, the toughest NFL name in history, Otis Sistrunk. That's it. That's right. Wonderful. Yes, of course. Cheer. Of course. Well deserved, Otis Sistrunk and a a bad looking man too you know especially in that silver and black of the raiders a- apparently not the greatest player i don't re- i vaguely remember watching him growing up but uh you know part of the the silver and black and you know that bald head and the bat and bad looking eyes and everything Otis is drunk i think that's uh, i don't think you can do any better than that how say you fish
2: tank i thought you guys were great. thank you thank you total package and when you remember his football card he had that Just a great look about him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Total package, you know, but we're going straight names.
1: Um, All right. Well, listen, like I say, the top 100, this cockamamie thing continues to be unfurled each Sunday night. Me and Rank are going to be talking about it on Sunday night. So be on the lookout for uh, that little bonus podcast there. And uh, oh, real quick, I would like to say about the names before we move on. The one a lot of people emailed me about this was uh, what about you got to mention Dick Butkus when you're talking tough names. I feel like that one's more homoerotic than it is anything else.
3: Dick yes. Butkus? I don't know. Yeah, He was a I mean, really I, tough guy, but I think he had to compensate from growing up in the schoolyard with that name.
1: There are certain guys who, who are afflicted with that. I mean, yep. same thing goes for Gaylord Perry. Yeah. You know, like you, you either – it either steals you – when you're growing up or, 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 you know, it makes you, turn you know, like just having damn in my name, you know, damn a shack. People used to say, ah, you have a bad word in your name. And I would shut up, stop <laughs> it. And they'd be like, ah, the damn people who live in a shack. And I'd cut it out. And then it's, ga- you know, it's you know, all these years later, decades later, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a mess. You know, <laughs> I, I, I have self esteem issues. But, you know, other guys overcome it and then they become Hall of Fame players. So that's the difference between me and Dick Butkus and Gaylord Perry. They overcame <laughs> their bad names. Yeah, I broke. broke. Yeah. They they became forged. In, yes, right. So, um, alright. We're going to be talking about the Top 100 on Sunday night. Let's not get into the details of that. Instead, let's turn our gaze to something we started last week, which is the most overrated guys in the NFL currently. And uh, a bunch of you, I asked uh, for you, the, uh, the, the uh, listener, to drop me a line on twitter at damashek once again and um here are my thoughts on it so far who are the who are the uh, most overrated guys we said we started out with peyton manning here's one we forgot rank is uh ladanian tomlinson to me i think maybe he is no lower than number two on the most overrated list
2: is this based on the postseason
1: well uh, uh, um, it's based on what counts in the nfl and that's the postseason yes that's exactly right. Yes, he's been prolific. He has, uh, you know, all those touchdowns, all those rushing yards. And by the way, his rushing style has never captured my fancy as much as many of uh, uh, many of the running legends have. I've seen only highlights, really. I barely saw the juice run the ball, but obviously his gallop is unmistakable. Um, or, or you know, even Larry Zonka. You know, the, the the another great name by the way, Zonka.
3: I forgot mm. Zonka.
1: It's a Batman
2: thing. What? Zonka. Batman. Boom. Batman. It's still a
3: good name. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, when, when he runs the ball, there's a giant neon flash across the screen. So yeah. Zonka. Zonka.
1: His rugged Boom. style. Earl Campbell obviously had, had a distinct style. And the list goes on and on. Sweetness. There's something about LT that is pedestrian. Just watching him, him uh, run with the ball. Even that foolish spike he does in the end zone, I don't really care for. But that's really not the point. The point is, is that he's flamed out in postseasons more than once. And in fact. Most recently, the last time he was out on the gridiron was in Heinz Field. And you could make a case that had Brian Schottenheimer not had LaDainian Tomlinson on the field and instead had Sean Green, who was making hay in the second half against the Steel Curtain defense, that the Jets might have scored a touchdown that would have made the game very close. All the momentum would have been going for the Jetropolitans, and they may well have uh, won
2: that title game and gotten to the Super Bowl. Wasn't Sean Green, weren't they running him, and then they brought— Yes, LT he, just they, in for that. For one, the goal line, they were making hay
1: on a on that drive. He was he was gashing that defense, as a matter of fact. And on the goal line, there, you know, they they of course went for it. Infamously, handed the ball. And LT, it's a, it's his style is is that uh, he, he's a little too tentative. He's a little too precise in picking his hole, and that's no way to run the ball against. Because when that.
2: he was in San Diego, he'd be leaping over the pile. But at this point of his career, I don't think he can do it.
1: Yeah. So either way, I say Ladanian is a little overrated. We talked about also um that uh, that um tony romo belongs in there yeah listen roger staubach yeah he is a he, he, i don't know if you saw he called tony romo a super bowl quarterback mm-hmm. which is a great thing to call somebody who uh, has never actually been in a super
2: bowl yeah
3: he's, he's a
1: super How bowl that,
2: yeah
3: yeah
1: has you're he gotten a, to an
2: award-winning of, actor
3: has he gotten to a championship game has he even gotten that far uh no well, he, he finally isn't.
2: won his first playoff game right. against donovan McNabb. so nope. does that really count
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that the was one hole. we listed as well. Here's one we forgot about. Ocho Cinco. He's, you know, over the last three years, he's averaged 800 yards in uh, receiving yards and I think five touchdowns or something like that. And yet we continue, not we, but it seems as though he continues to exist as this uh, a uh, to be considered among the best receivers in football, I, I don't know who perpetuates this at this point. It seems like, I, I mean, I yes, I guess, yeah, that's the point. Is it's it is the power of self promotion. But but there is no one in the NFL. Maybe even in sports, who is more style over substance right now than than Ocho Cinco? Who cares? You know, at least T.O. people sort of compare those two as though they're you're making an apples to apples comparison because they both like to dance in the end zone and they're both self promoters. But the difference is T.O., who often gets mentioned, as overrated. Is a guy who, outside of that one year in Buffalo on, a, on an atrocious team, has, if nothing else, has been productive. He, he, he's definitely a pain in the butt, and I wouldn't want him on my team. But he definitely, in terms of uh, of numbers, is very productive. I don't know how you could call him overrated. Yes,
2: To or Ocho
1: Sinkum? Are you listening, right t o ow! Told you. Listen, mind
2: your <laughs> p's and q's, please. No napping. Uh, on it me. smells like burnt hair in here. <laughs> But doesn't I, I still would contend that To is overrated. He drops the ball way too much. He's ruined every quarterback he's ever played he's with. He's also thirty eight, but he's ruined. What is what has he done? Well, What is he? I, what? He's third on the all time uh, receiving list. Congratulations.
1: I also say I know exactly. This is congratulations. When you, so he's, he's Tim Brown now. Who cares? No, he is not. No, listen. I've said this. I, I we we've discussed this before. Rank. I think I know it's hard to believe, but if you look at it. Jerry Rice is the clear-cut number one best wide receiver of all time. After that, T.O. probably is the second best receiver. I know that's hard to fathom, but go ahead and look at it. Break it down. Who ranks ahead of T.O. among all-time wide receivers? Who's Marvin Harrison? A little bit limited in, in what he could do. But who's
2: ruined more franchises? All right, he's the Ted McGinley of receivers, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I am the Ted McGinley of podcasting. <laughs> but that, but listen, what are you talk uh, uh,
2: How can you argue with that point? He,
1: he's too
2: disruptive. He drops too many balls, and he never. Takes his team to I, the promised land. I'm waiting
1: for your, for you to name somebody he, and do not mention Don, Don Hudson. Hudson. No, I don't want to talk because about Don somebody Hudson's who played one. in the 40s. I talk about,
3: I'm sorry, he played. I'm Frank, sorry, what you a, don't want. what to, about in the Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb when T.O. finally got there and they finally made the Super Bowl? And they beat, the, the, and they
2: beat the Patriots. He had the broken he, ankle. He had one of the greatest listen, games he had all year. Don't start putting him on the class with Jack Youngblood because that will right. just offend me.
1: Let me share some of these. Connor Cottrell dropped the line. He says uh, top of the uh, my overrated list Randy Moss what real good has he ever brought to a team none is what he says Randy Moss as it happens is also definitely in the top 4 or 5 best wide receivers of all time.
2: What do you rand but isn't Randy where, where would I
1: you think put, you can make a comparison between I think you can make an argument if you remove Don Hudson especially from the equation that the second best receiver Of all time comes down to a debate between Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. Hard as that is to believe, I don't necessarily agree with that. That uh, he's brought no good to it. There was that one magic year uh, for the uh, for the Patriots, but yeah, another guy who's been a big pain in the tush.
2: Why wouldn't wait? Why wouldn't Michael Irvin be considered the second best? Make your case. Well, because he was he sacrificed so many statistics to be on a good team, to be part of a great team. He was a great blocker. He was a great teammate. He did. And when he needed to come up big, he always came up big. In the Super Bowl twenty-seven, he had the two touchdown passes. This guy, you forget because the way the uh, the Cowboys ran their offense is everything went through Emmitt Smith. So when they get down to the goal line where some teams might pass, they're running the ball to Emmitt Smith. And also he had to contend with Jay Novacek, who is a great tight end. And the Cowboys, and I feel that well, when we we
1: start getting into it, when we do get into all-time overrated, by the way, Emmett Smith is going to be in the top three or four for me, by the way. Fair enough. And, uh, again, those things, ben- one benefits the other, obviously. I, uh, Michael Irvin's an interesting one. Never drop passes, that's for Never. sure.
2: Yep. Big by time, way, big time play, play like, physical. If you, were, if you were putting together a team, wouldn't you want went to? Went
1: up against prime time, in prime times, prime. Yeah. Now, Listen. Played, I you ask know, you, went up, uh, Rod Woodson obviously limited in that Super Bowl, but went up against uh, the best corner at the time. Yeah, listen, won that Super Bowl 30.
3: Well, I want to ask you why you think Randy Moss is better than Marvin Harrison when you said Marvin Harrison is kind of a one-trick pony. That's kind of what Randy Moss does. Go deep. Why is, why is Randy Moss that much better than Marvin
1: Harrison? I think Marvin Harrison, I, I don't want to have it both ways. Peyton Manning is, I'm not saying Peyton Manning isn't great, He's just not as great as he's held up to be. Peyton Manning is obviously very effective. They throw the ball a ton. He benefited from the system that he was in. He's Marvin Harrison for the yes for the vast majority of his career. There have been other options to for the quarterback to throw the ball to, which uh, frees up Marvin Harrison a little bit. Randy Moss also benefited, obviously, from playing with Chris Carter for a big chunk of his career. But Marvin Harrison, I think, is great and would be a Hall of Famer, even if he. But there are certain guys that if they'd gotten drafted by the wrong team and they they've gotten into the if if he if if Marvin Harrison let's say had been drafted by the bears he this he, an he NFL ma- what is this
3: an NFL
1: ooh NFL yeah that's a good one that's a segment i debuted just last week dig it up uh, if you missed episode 1 dig it up it was dandy i got to get to another one of those but yes Marvin Harrison might not even be a, a Hall of Famer if he'd gone to the wrong team. He is. I, I feel like he's a product of a of the system a little bit. He, you know, getting to play in the dome, nice and safe. He's a little bit of a slight guy. Randy Moss in a dome, but Randy Moss. Oh, but I, I think there was also a time he played for a team called the New England Patriots with Tom which, Brady in a good system.
2: All right. Yeah, if you put Toushey, I mean, I'm he, just wait, saying.
1: he did not. Yeah, he did vanish for two years in Oakland. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, but listen, I still haven't heard any. Oh, Rank came up with a legitimate counter to that. What, what's your answer to that? If it's not Moss or To, um, so who, who would be the second best receiver? Uh, John Taylor. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew. I off. I, <laughs> I knew you were going to actually say. Okay, I like Chris Carter. 49er. Why would you even go
2: at least Dwight? Go oh, no, Art Monk. J. Right. McMaster Ooh, one. one drops me line.
1: J. McMaster one says Vince Young is massively overrated. I actually say it's interesting. Let's wait and see. I, I, I say uh, TBD on Vince Young. What? He... Uh, he was. He had moments he of success. Expected, he was great yeah. two years ago in the second half of the year. He was dynamite when, they, when the the Titans started out. What were they, 0-6, 0-7? Yes. And all of a sudden, they reeled off all those wins in a row. Listen, I'm not ready to close the book on Vince Young Me yet. Either. He's a guy that, if uh, I, I, again, he's an interesting guy that if he winds up in the right place, uh, may still thrive. I'm not ready to close the book on him. Dusty McGowan says uh, Ocho Cinco, who we talked about. Tebow... I guess TBD, but a little bit of too much hype about a guy, and I definitely don't think it was worthy of a first round draft pick. How about Antonio Cromartie? How do we feel about him? I kind of agree with that one. that, he, know, that He's a little overrated. I don't know who's yeah. over
2: Who's overrating him? Who Who, who rates him as good? He, yeah, that's people, the
1: problem. People hailed him as a what a difference maker he was on that Jets defense last year. Well, he, oh, was a, he was a difference
2: maker that. for the Jets two years ago when he was playing for the Chargers yeah, too. That's a good one.
1: Uh, well, listen. Well, yeah, that's true. Right. First of all, he made the decisive, or didn't make the decisive the play of that play, game. Yeah, of yeah. Course. yeah. Uh, that turned that, that, I turn guess Sean that green. Game. Right. Uh, he was
2: already wearing Jets green at that point.
1: And. But uh, but listen, a lot of people held him up as a guy who, especially when Darrell Revis was out and even when Revis was on the field, was taking the bigger receiver a lot of the time, f- physically larger receiver and, and uh, generally shutting him down. But for some reason, yes, he is one of those guys who's a big gamble guy and gets smoked quite a bit. So it's hard to hold him. I think people, I, if I'm not mistaken, was he not a pro
2: bowler this past year? Probably. I think well, he I, was. You know, you play for New York, you're. You're, and you're playing against you're playing opposite of Rivas. Of course, you're going to get a little bit of juice there. Greg
1: but seven seven four says, "Matty Ice." That's a good point. You know, absolutely. I mean, people talk about that quite a bit. Matty Ice's nickname is coming through. You know, his n- nickname indicates he comes through in the clutch. But the only time I can ever remember him really doing that was against uh, Baltimore on that Thursday night game last year, and uh, had the best team arguably in the NFC last year, and got crushed by Aaron Rodgers and company. And um But – and and Sanchez, who I've berated, has obviously won some playoff games, has won more playoff games than
2: uh, than Matty Ice has. But do you not think that Matt Ryan would do that if he was with the Jets? Would the Jets be better off with Matt Ryan or Mark Sanchez?
1: Interesting point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, put him into that system, and yeah, he probably thrives, yeah. Um,
2: So, all right, Uh, Ray – here's
1: another one, Ray Lewis. And by the way, let me just say this. Let me look into my crystal ball and predict that this top 100 list, this current player list – I predict that Ray Lewis is gonna wind up in the top dozen or fifteen players in the in, in all the NFL, which is ludicrous. Again, assuming that it's based on just their the players' twenty ten D. I can't I can't be. Well, it would be it would be laughable, but again, is there anybody in the NFL among his peers who seems to have more respect than Ray Lewis? And if this turns into a popularity contest, which apparently it is, considering Donovan McNabb, who yeah. is the twenty seventh best quarterback in the NFL, somehow got onto this list. It's ridiculous. So I think we can assume that Ray Lewis is gonna be high up there too, and it? I'm gonna be outraged. I'm gonna be listen, I've made my points. Aaron Rodgers better be number one right. or the whole thing goes out the window. Ray Lewis, I predict, is going to be high up there. He's overrated at this point. I'm not saying that Ray Lewis, is, and, and Ray Lewis in his prime his career. was not great, obviously. La- I mean, I think, I think sideline to sideline was uh, the speed. and A guy that size, the speed that he exhibited from sideline to sideline was unbelievable. But at this point, he's an old man. And to continue to talk about him as the, the the best player on that defense is is laughable. He's, he's at, le- at no better than the fourth best defensive player just off the top of my head on that defense. True?
2: Fourth best?
1: At best,
2: yes. What's, what's going to happen with that? Helody goes,
1: goes ahead of him. Yeah. Ed Reed goes ahead of him. Terrell Suggs goes ahead of him. That's just off the top of my head. Am I forgetting anybody? Nobody else in the uh, secondary back there. Who am I forgetting? But yes, he is he's far from the best. So, if he winds up ahead of any of those guys that I just named, then it, then it would Can't. be then it would be wrong. Another guy who and the other thing with Ray Lewis is, I've said this many times before, into a lesser degree. Degree Keith Brooking is a very limited player, but what they have in common are, are their are their silly, pubescent oh, pregame yeah. huddles, like getting everybody psyched up. And I happen to love it as somebody.
3: Oh. What we oh, really what those are tired.
0: I, I'm saying
1: I love it, and here's why. I love watching Ray Lewis do his histrionics, dancing <laughs> to and fro, sliding everything else. Tell, we're the villains today. We're, we're coming in here. Was- we're going to make everybody, send everybody home sad. And He does all that kind of like stuff. Ronald
2: Miller from Can't Buy Me Love exactly like that exactly
1: like that Malachi from Children of the Corn <laughs> yes um yes he does it. he does all that all the histrionics and everything and i've said it many times before and i'm going to say it again now keep on dancing ray lewis cuz you know what you've had a lot of success doing it that baltimore defense is unquestionably great and you've been probably the biggest part of it over the over your career. Keep on dancing. Hey, listen, it's worked against 30 NFL teams. No reason you're you're going to dance your way right into the Hall of Fame. But just remember this, Ray, there's one team that it is impervious to your dancing. <laughs> One team that it has has n- no effect on the team that is the kryptonite there to your dancing around. That team is named the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, All right, that's right. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not going to apologize for being a Steeler. Sure not. Sure not. And 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 by the way, go ahead and uh, look it up. Ray Lewis and and uh, his mighty Baltimore defense when they play another rugged defense named the Steel Curtain. Always comes up snake eyes when mm. when it really counts for well, both at least,
2: And at least Ray Lewis has a ring. And you're talking about Keith. What does Keith Brookings yeah. do?
1: He does those dances. He He's does saying. the cheerleading. That, that I would
2: have never known he was still in the league. He's a <laughs> cheerleader. Like, what? That's
1: what he does. He does those. And then we see him on camera. And then somehow this equals him being in the minds of many casual football fans an actually good football player, which, of course, he is not. Yes. Um, mentioned Matty Ice. Rashard Mendenhall. Just to, so, so I don't seem like too
2: much what? of a homer. Wait, oh, lucky. You got big guys. Well, got, Otaka, I mentioned
1: LT too tentative. He doesn't hit the hole. He he, he tries to, uh, he picks and chooses too much and then just falls into the line. He, he has no actual instinct, it seems, for the position. He doesn't, when when the play calls for, when the situation calls for him putting his head down and making half a yard to get the first down, he's still busy dancing around back there to try and break one. Yes, he's he's dynamite and does snap off with that speed and again the size and everything, but he loves the being a whirling dervish out there quite a bit. Loves that spin move when there's not someone within five yards of him sometimes. But he, but but all of that covers up for the fact that he just, in spite of his size, isn't always as tough as he could possibly be. Now, speaking of Ray Lewis and uh, Richard Mendenhall, it reminds me, one of the great injuries I've ever heard in NFL history was that uh, Ray Lewis broke Richard Mendenhall's shoulder. Not his shoulder, <laughs> not, not his collarbone, broke his shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> the best injury I can remember is, um, when, uh, is when the Raiders... And the Bears played and on the uh, astroturf, the cold astroturf of Mm -hmm. Soldier Field. Jim McMahon suffered a lacerated spleen, I think, (laughs) or maybe it was a lacerated liver, one or the other. But it was something. Yeah, it was a big organ. It was a kidney or a kidney. I like the idea that that things are getting so rough out there that you're lacerating your your organs.
3: Yes, (laughs) that happened to Ahmad Brooks on the Niners this year. He had a lacerated uh, kidney, liver. Um, Explain something. Another guy. How about this one? Phil Rivers. What? Phil what? Rivers. Are you
1: serious? I'm not saying Phil Rivers isn't great. I'm just saying he's not as great as people hold him up to be. It's amazing to me and ironic, even. And talk about this top 100 list. Uh, here's another bet I'm willing to make you right now Phil Rivers will be ahead of Eli Manning, which I wouldn't be. really argue with now, that. Eli too
2: Manning much. should be on your list, yes. and not Rivers.
1: Well. I think he's also going to be ahead of uh, of uh, Ben Roethlisberger, which is, you know, complete hooey and applesauce.
3: Phil Rivers or Eli?
1: I, I what did I just say? I said that Phil being ahead of Eli is is acceptable. Okay. but Phil with his zero rings being ahead of Ben Roethlisberger and his two rings is is cockamamie Huey and applesauce. And more, because it's—and, oh, Roethlisberger's been on that deal with that defense. Yeah, how about Phil Rivers has played behind a good offensive line his entire career. He's had a running Wait, what game. About
2: his, co- what, no, his O-line the last two years has not been good. All right.
1: Very good running game. Not this not year. Last nope. year. What not are you not talking? last year. What are you talking about? No. What do you mean, what no. am I talking about? Mike Tolbert had a very nice year. Ryan Matthews is another guy who's overrated. and, and so he got hurt. Who Ryan Matthews? Yes. Oh come on, he was what over. So Talk about know. a guy who was built up before he ever but touched he the football. By got, fantasy, by fa-
3: but he bull- got hurt. But Ryan Rob Rivers was throwing the guys name uh, Cae Ajira Tutu last year. And yeah, Legado not name. Not some of the guys you've
2: never heard of before last year. No, AJ Smith not likes- By the way, the best name, it's in a the good AJ you know, Smith likes to take away all the best players
1: and the number one defense. And yet, Listen, and, and year after year. Who who's his coach, by the way? All right, fine. Listen, he said, Norvell is a <laughs> terrible coach. I'm just saying it's a hard case to make that Phil Rivers is the best quarterback out of the 2004 class when I, he's the only one of the three who doesn't have a doesn't have a ring.
2: I would put him over Eli for sure. So Eli's well, not on your list because I think we all agree that nobody thinks he's good. Wait, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. They How? want to... They won the Super Bowl with him. So, how about bad is he? He had a well, good so year Logan, last congratulations. year. Congratulations! Oh, no, congratulations. If Eli
1: hadn't have fumbled that ball, that was a terrible, goofy play. He fumbled play. it. It's when not he like that... it was somebody else's
2: play. I understand. I disagree with play logic. If you, take that, away, if you take that play away, he did have a, a, a really good well, year. Well, him and Trent Dilfer can sit around and talk about how they have more rings than Dan Marino. He doesn't have compare a with
1: – he is definitely better than Trent Dilfer. Brad Johnson. All right. Well,
2: him then. and Brad Johnson. They can hang <laughs> out. But you can't tell me the the Giants and you... I didn't! Any, did. any Giants fan would be happy to tell you they'd rather have Phillip Rivers. And if they don't, they're lying.
1: Well, I'm telling you, ahead of both of those guys is Roethlisberger. That's fine. And it I don't approve of system. him as a human being. I, for the record, not, I'm not making a case <laughs> for him as uh, as uh, man, as the NFL's man of the year or anything. I'm only holding him up as the most successful quarterback in in many ways than uh, over the over the other two guys. And so Phil Rivers, when you hold him up as getting... the best quarterback from 2004, that, by definition, makes him an overrated guy because who's he does not. This? A lot of people do that. I, I'll tell you who's going to do it are these players. The, no. uh, the, the players who voted no on the chance. top 100 list no. are going to put Phil Rivers ahead of Ben Roethlisberger, not a and chance. then you will really hear me become no. angry. All right, let's move on from this. And uh, Ocho Cinco, I mentioned, and um, I did, should we talk about him? Here's, here's uh, him riding the bull. So annoying. He doesn't play football, but he rides bulls. Here's, let's, let's address this subject by talking about it for as long as he was actually riding that bull. Ready? Uh, hold on. Let me get my watch. Ready, Dave? Yes. And go. Dummy. Done. <laughs> All right, we're out. All right, let's move on to I that uh, was to longer. something else. That was longer. <laughs> um, Dave was
3: holding on with a pinky, so I kept the clock going.
1: Um, you know, last week people liked hearing us uh, flap our gums a little bit about um, about Ashton Kutcher's move. There to me, this guy is one of the most overrated celebrities that there is. Because what has he done? I mean, it, it, le- legitimately, um, that seventy show was was successful, but in in terms of movies. His most successful—I don't know—at the box office, but I mean his best one is—is is actually "Dude Where's My Car."
2: Of course, well, that's a good movie.
1: It's not too bad. It actually gets a couple it's laughs. There, there's some laughs. There's in there. laughs. But he's in never that, done anything. He continues to have this this career. What about that Coast Guard movie he was in? All right, but it got me to thinking <laughs> with Schwarzenegger too in the news. I was thinking he's been in a lot of good pictures. You know, ones that are fun to watch. What? You know, the hey, what do you mean private, what? What are his movies? Predator right. is not awesome. Are you kidding me? Total Recall, Jingle All oh, the Way. No. There are there are so- listen. End of
2: Days, <laughs> Running Man. Okay, Running Man. I I, I yield the floor. My mistake.
1: Ah, oh, you know what's great? We have uh, Necktie Man. Milner, whose name is Milner. So I can do this. W- I can do this one with him. Here, give me give me your hand here. Is it, the best line that that Schwarzenegger ever had in a movie? Is Dylan. I see the CIA has you pushing too many pencils. That's his best line ever. Um, But if you start stacking up his movies, they don't rank. But then I was thinking, um, you know, who has been in the most great pictures? It's sort of like Chaz Sheen. You know, he talks about winning. And that's we talk about football, and that's what it comes down to. I am a guy who I'm able to, to differentiate between a guy, you know, that Dan Marino is a great quarterback, even though he never got a ring, and he is better than Brad Johnson. But that being said, it is about the rings. And in fact, Rank, you're working on that uh, on a, a, for a piece for NFL.com on Absolutely. who has the most hardware Absolutely. in NFL history. Like Joe Montana has the four rings, has the MVP trophies. Tony Dorsett has a Heisman trophy, has a has a uh, Super Bowl trophy, and 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 so on and so forth. In movie terms, which actor? has the most you know has been in the most good pictures i'm not talking academy awards i don't really care so much about right, that no, no. but who's been in the most good pictures and i to me my head first goes to paul newman on this one paul newman has been in uh, you know start out with the sting and butch mm-hmm. cassidy and the sundance kid so right out of the gate that's championship level performance um
2: cool hand luke Absolutely. Slapshot, you might make a case, is the mm. best sports movie like of absolutely. all time. Yeah, that's in our. Well, Caddyshack. Yeah, that's close. It's yeah. close. Well, well, I mean, it's top three, Hoosiers. Right?
1: Hoosiers. But yeah, I think Slapshot is up there. The Hustler, that's also, I guess, technically, really? you could call a sports movie. Absolutely. The Verdict, Nobody's Fool. Then you start getting into, like, you know, Hudsucker Proxy is a little bit underrated. Ford Apache, the Bronx was good. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, if you want to throw cars in there. Road to Perdition, because he did the voice on, on the one car. I don't know if that counts. But Road to Perdition, another underrated picture with Tom Hanks and Jude Law. Pretty good picture. Good movie. But I'll tell you who the winner is with this thing, I think. And, I, you know, I was surprised by this. But if you look it up, it's hard to debate De Niro. I know maybe that scene—for the kids out there— Who think of them from the Fox well, movies. if you're 21, if you're 21 or younger— I think it's he's probably suffers the same affliction that the Rolling Stones do, which is in my lifetime they've done nothing but drek. It's all garbage mm-hmm. out of the Rolling Stones and Robert De Niro. Yeah, it's about analyze this and analyze that and all the other, you know, the the Fokkers foolishness, all that. But look up his pictures and it's and it's really hard to argue with. Good fellas, awesome. Maybe the best movie of all time. Midnight Run is great. Untouchables is great. Raging Bull is great. Casino Casino Yes, I was getting to that. King of Comedy. Are we familiar with Rupert King of... Rupert Pupkin. Rupert Pupkin is a great picture. I bet you that's one of those movies that uh, that uh, Miller's never see. seen, yeah. right?
0: No. Is that true? What? God, Probably. Godfather
1: 2, Bronx Tale, Cape Fear, Taxi Driver. Heat. Uh, heat. Mm-hmm. Love Heat. Well, heat's a wonderful... Why would you scoff at it's all, Heat? Heat's
2: overrated. Absolutely a not. Heat is, a- <laughs> heat is overrated. <laughs> heat is a wonderful picture. Can I ask, what about? where does Harrison Ford rank in all this? Well, wow.
1: you know I love me some some Han Solo. You know, you're not going to get any argument from me. He was stole Han his West, Solo.
2: He Indian. Let's look at his characters. Han Solo, Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan. I mean, just those movies alone. The Blade Runner. The Blade Get Runner. Get off my plane. Yeah.
1: Well, that see that now. See now you derailed. Why us again. are you? Why are you doing no, that? That's you not a what? good picture. That's not. I don't like that one. I don't like when people talk about Air
2: Force One as as that's one a good one is picture. Good. No, it's not. It's the Fugitive was better. The Fugitive is good. Fugitive. Good, I thought that was a good one.
1: That might be up there. What about uh, What about Sean Connery? Oh, he did like a half dozen uh, the bonds. Bond pictures. Obviously, he's in the Untouchables. Uh, awesome. Man. The man who would be king is a is is a wonderful picture. Highlander. The That's Rock. It. The Rock, yeah. Right. Come on. The Rock is great. The Rock is fun. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, he's Welcome a, to The Rock. Indiana Jones. Oh, you do a little uh you're doing a little Connery for us? <laughs> Give us a little Connery.
2: Your best. I can't repeat the line. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the bluest line of the movie.
1: Can you do a little Damashek for
2: us? Hey, uh, listen, fella, here's the thing. What about this Brad Pitt fella? He's been in Snatch. He was in (laughs) Fight Club uh, and Glorious Bastards.
1: (laughs) All right. I, just, I don't know <laughs> what that is other than a terrible impression. Man, we had so many things I wanted to talk about, but next time Milner's given me the wrap it up sign. We had a lot of things I wanted to talk about. Save it for next week. I wanted to do another NFL. Much. I wanted to do a fan conduct policy. We got our blog coming up, the yeah. Damashek blog yeah. page, where all sorts up? of Huey and applesauce will be available for you, including be on the lookout on NFL.com for my sit-down interview, uh, the debut of my new uh, talk show, talking ball, <laughs> talking ball, talking ball with Mercedes Lewis of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give that one a look on uh, NFL.com. Like we say, Rank has a good piece coming up about uh, the top hardware we'll getters. What you vote on that one? Yeah, look up for the uh, look out for the uh, the toughest names. And with all these things, please drop me a line at Damashek. Also hit up at, uh, at Adam Rank. There you hear it. There, see everything's all right now. See, we started out with some acrimony, but you hear the yum yum song. Doesn't that make everything feel all right? Let's see. If it were me, I would get. Uh, I'd get D. Smith. Kamish Goodell and everybody together and just play this song for him. And don't you see, just like at the end of Jedi, at the end of Return of the Jedi, everybody gets together, and whatever happened, happened. Whatever ugliness went down, it's over with. It's history.
2: Now everything feels alright. Doesn't this just make you feel good on the inside? No, I wish Solo would have taken out his gun and shot one of the Ewoks. Like, gotten too drunk and just started waving it around. And <laughs> I, think you're, Ewok I
1: think you're missing the spirit of what I'm getting at here. But uh, Alright, Rank, all right, neck time milner uh good times and uh say we need more time. All right, be on the lookout on Sunday night me and rank our bonus podcast talking about this uh this uh cockamamie top one hundred list we'll uh We'll yap with you there we'll yap with you then in the meantime. thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
2: They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places.